What's up, people? David James Young back here for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for checking this out. We have a hell of an episode to get through today. Oh, man, this was one of the most fun experiences I have ever had as a podcaster. So, story time. I am hit up by uh, the wonderful Mr. Dave Giannis, who works with Epitaph Records, wanting to know if I would be interested in doing a podcast with Let Live and Every Time I Die. The original plan was to have two separate episodes, one with a couple of guys from Let Live and one with a couple of guys from Every Time I Die. The scheduling got pushed around a little bit and the plan was then to just do one with Jason. Just as we're about to start, however, in walks the wonderful Mr. Andy Williams, the guitarist of Every Time I Die. He and Jason are about to go and get dinner in Newtown, driving in from the Metro. They offer me and uh, my brother Chris a spot in the van to come along with them, and the idea is hatched from there that that is where we will record the podcast. So... I ended up having both Jason and Andy in the same room at the same time. Originally, just thinking it was just going to be one with Jason that Andy would occasionally butt in on, but he couldn't, Andy couldn't help himself, and he ended up doing pretty much the whole podcast along with me and Jason. This was ridiculous. It goes completely off the rails at points, and yeah, a lot of anecdotes, a lot of stories to share. I really love the the connection that these two had. Like, uh, you can tell that they've been friends for a while and that they know each other really, really well. It's a it's a really, really touching thing, but it's also absolutely fucking hilarious. There is so much cool shit uh, that we get to talk about in this episode. Uh, yeah, it's just very freewheeling and very entertaining. It reminds me. I guess kind of what of what uh, Damien Abraham is doing with Turned Out a Punk, which I, I'm a huge, huge fan of. So, yeah, not the podcast I was expecting, probably not the podcast I deserve, but the one that I got regardless. Very, very excited to be sharing this with you today, Mr. Jason Allen Butler from Let Live and Mr. Andy Williams from Every Time I Die. Before we get into this week's episode, I just want to mention that this is a fan-supported, listener-supported podcast. You can help out by please subscribing uh, through uh, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, however you uh, download and subscribe to podcasts, any app that you may use. Uh, really, really helps out. Uh, if you can, please leave a review on iTunes, uh, rate, review, and subscribe, etc. It, uh, yeah, helps us uh, get out to the people that might not know what we're doing that might want to check it out. Uh, but if you uh, do have a little bit of cash to spare and you'd like to help out in that respect, then that would be absolutely amazing. And you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash barbands, where I have a little tip jar going on that helps with the funds for this podcast for every single month. Any and all support is really, really appreciated. It takes a lot to get this podcast done. And, you know, it's it's literally a, a, a home operation. So any support that you can throw our way would be so, so very appreciated. You can find out more information by heading over to patreon.com slash barbands. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash barbands. Got some very cool uh, guests coming up for the podcast. And next week's guests are going to be the Spence siblings from Rollo Tomasi, Eva and James. Uh, We spoke to them when they were out in Australia back in October. 
And it was uh, really, really cool to get to chat with them. Massive, massive fan of Rollo Tomassi's and was really, really excited to get to see them play and even get to play with them in Wollongong. But that is, uh, that's another story for another time. Uh, in the meantime, let's get into this week's episode and have a chat with Jason Allen Butler and Andy Williams. <laughs> I'm David James Young, and all my friends are in bar bands. Today, I would like to introduce you to my friend, Jason Allen Butler. Hey, man, what's up? How you doing, man? Yeah, good. I just posted up in this van with you right now. That's right. Uh, this is the first podcast we've ever recorded in transit. We are literally in the back of a tour van. Let live here with Every Time I Die. And yeah, we are, aren't we? Aren't we, Andy? What's up? Yeah, we are. Yeah, Andy from Every Time I Die <laughs> is here. He's uh, given a break from the professional wrestling to uh, share some riffs with us, which will be fun. It should be fun. Let's hope it's fun. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You want to know my my? If you can get, is this coming through? Yeah, this is coming through. <laughs> my ethos on life is to keep it low, because everything's high after that. So <laughs> you start your day with a roller dog from fucking Seven Eleven. The day's <laughs> only gonna get better from there. there that is go. true. You know that is true. <laughs> so yeah, we might rock you tonight. <laughs> How many times has it been now? This is your third, fourth time in Australia? It's our fourth time, yeah. What about you, Andy? Fuck, man, I don't know. (laughs) So I come over in like 2005, and it's been every single year. Yeah, yeah, it's been been fairly, fairly frequent. You guys did twice in one year, though, right? Yeah, 2014, I think. I don't think we came over in 2015. All right, so, yeah, 2014. No, no, you did. You came at the very, very start of 2015 with uh, Tisha Yamore. Look at this guy. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. I was there. I was yeah. there. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, the first, what was the first time you guys came out? Was that was that Soundwave. with break? It was with, with Soundwave. Soundwave. Yeah, I couldn't remember if you guys did a like a support tour before that. We um, no, we did Soundwave uh, two thousand and fuck like a. 11, 12, 11? Yeah, Some, yeah. back in the I think day. it was 2012. I think yeah, it was, yeah. That makes sense. you did that show with um, Your Demise and Anna Yeah, and Anna Shikar. Yeah, we were doing our sideways with them. So, uh, yeah, that was 2012, first time, yeah. Yeah, and obviously it's uh, left enough of an impression to have you guys keep coming back every single time. Yeah, yeah, sure, certainly some sort of impression, most likely in the walls. or Yes, I was going to say, <laughs> you might want to come closer. Andy Williams is here too. Hello, Andy. Hi, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm okay. <laughs> Tell like us about the first time you came to ask Australia. You a question. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, Andy is turning the tables. What you got? What's your favorite podcast? My favorite podcast. Oh, it's a tough one. It, it might. It, I, I I know it's like the the Beatles of podcasts, but WTF is a pretty big one. Like That's I spent I spend a fair bit of time going through the archives of that. I love that. I love um, Comedy Bang Bang as well. Yeah, That's you, a huge one for did me. Did you ever listen? Did you, have you ever listened to uh, How Did This Get Made? Oh, I'm obsessed with How Did This Get Made. Like I, um, it's all I listen to. <laughs> What's that? No, no, no. Uh, yeah, it's three comedians. Um, Paul Shear from the league, his wife Jundai and Rayfield, and uh, another guy was on the league, uh, Jason Menzukas. The three of them uh, go through pretty much every terrible uh, bad oh, movie Van you could think of. Van Damme movies, oh, like it's fuck. like any bad movie. They like they'll like review That's and then funny. like go through like every bit of it, and it's like. <laughs> 
it's I love when Manzukis is just pumped on the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like like Paul Shiro come out like today we did and then like they'll he'll say the movie yeah. and then Jason Manzukis will go in and he'll be like and it was fucking you know, amazing. <laughs> One time they did um, Bloodsport, which is this oh, Van yeah, Damme movie, and and it literally started with the crowd chanting "Kumate, yeah, Kumate," dude. and then it's Jason runs crazy. out and screams, "This podcast ends in a death!" <laughs> <laughs> so good, That's so it was sick. fucking amazing. That's awesome. Oh. All right, now I like it's that. turn the table. Yeah, yeah. In in return, w- would you mind answering a question, Andy? Yeah, of course. Tell us about the first time you came to Australia. Oh God! First, <laughs> well, the first time, first show we ever played was was it in Sydney? No, no, no. First show we played in was in Brisbane. Uh-huh. My guitars didn't show up. Oh and no! The band Frenzelrom, which we don't know, <laughs> legit. The guys lived down the street. Yep. And they were like, "Yeah, you can use one of our guitars." And sent me like a guitar. Lindsay, their guitarist, is the previous guest of the show. Yeah, Good and friend he of mine. and he <laughs> showed up. Yeah. Like with a guitar. It was a green guitar. Yep. Strings hadn't been changed in a while. <laughs> I had Classic zero, Kendall. yeah, had Classic zero Kendall. strings, and had to just get up there and play with this guitar. They had like nines on it. It was insane. There, there was like I remember it was terrifying because it was like one of those shows that had a barricade, but there was like a small stage. Uh, so yeah. there's a barricade, and kids were going over. There was no security, so kids were going over and just knocking themselves out. Oh my! And a dude got stacking it, yeah, legit. Starched, like hit his head on something. Starched. His friends pulled him over and were just weekend at burning his no. unconscious body in the front no. row. It was awesome. Oh, so it was cool. And then the second show was Sydney, and I almost beat up the monitor guy. <laughs> yeah, that was like for them. It was with Parkway, and it was like, it was pretty cool. That's pretty impressive. I I have to give a shout-out to a previous guest of the show, uh, Tom, uh, the lead singer of the band Burlap, um, who you actually held in your arms naked at the end of the last Sydney show. (laughs) I am legit down. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're naked? Cool, let's do this. It was pretty amazing. But um, he had one of the most impressive gig injuries I ever saw, where he staged over at one of your shows. Uh, It was the tour before that. Uh, and he broke his foot in two places, uh, but then proceeded to continue stage diving no. twice. Awesome. Yeah, literally uh, hopped onto stage like with with one leg and just literally just fucking flopped into the crowd like a fish. Perfect. It was pretty impressive. I hope that doesn't happen tonight. <laughs> let's 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 hope that there are no broken bones tonight. Uh, yes, yes, he will. <laughs> I'll see if I can. I'll see if I can reunite you guys and I'll see let if we can. Let me naked. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell the shit out of that. Oh uh, yes! Oh that, that. Oh, that <laughs> huge pop, huge yeah. pop. Oh, that'll be brilliant. Oh, our weight shirt, are you a little yeah. too sweet in here? Sweet. Yeah, yeah, baby. Thank you. Thank you. Too sweet. He doesn't. Jason, I'm just trying to like, get Jason. We're just getting yeah, Jason yeah, into yeah, the we just watched, we just watched. Last night, I made him watch uh, Okada versus. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh. Wrestle Kingdom. Amazing, right? Greatest match ever. Like, it was, it was so, so unreal. Yeah. Let's like, talk ever- about that. Let's <laughs> talk about that on this podcast. Because this is... So essentially what's been happening is since... Like, for a while now, actually. I, I've known Andy for a while now. Yeah. And my... Most of my knowledge, like, post-1993 um, WWF right, is yeah. from Andy. Yeah. And, and, and what I'm doing is procuring this knowledge every time we tour or see each other and I'm asking these questions or Andy while, he, while he's on tour or I'm on tour will send me text messages of like fucked up I, occurrences the funny yeah. thing is like I think it started out we, I, I showed him like some highlights of PWG like dudes yeah. jumping in crowds because he lives like literally yeah. 20 minutes from Mercedes so yeah, it's like sure. you know like 
he could go to a PWG where, like me, I have to fly across the country. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was like, you know, showing him like shit that happened at PWG where it's like dudes just diving into the crowd. And then I was like, yo, this is CZW Cage of Death. And then like, he's like, what the fuck? Here we go. Yeah. It's like, this is a spider web made of barbed wire. Yes, yes, yes. And Sammy <laughs> Callahan is like flopping around in it. And like, that was that his... is throwing someone in the day bend, right? There. Yeah. yeah. But that was like it. And then like, and then it was funny though because he sent me a text message he's like yo what is this about and he sent me like some weird text message yeah. of like a gif of a guy like going through glass or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. and then I was like oh that's you know Matsunaga and like <laughs> FMW or whatever you know what I mean but yeah it was really funny so now it's like Wrestle Kingdom just happened Yeah. how do I not show someone yeah. that you yeah. know what I mean and I'm like the only wrestling fan on tour so like oh, no. I'm just like ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone needs to watch it. I think I can get them I think I can get them yeah, yeah yeah as long as you as long as you convince them to stick with it because like there's such an attention span thing where it's just like oh nothing's happened in this five minutes just right, go with the right. telling a the, story god damn it here's the problem and the problem is is that we're nerds yeah. so like we seek out yeah. that shit yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean yeah, we're yeah. like you see like you see Cesaro like fire up on Monday Night Raw, and you're like, "Oh my God, he's going nuts!" And you know he's in that four. You know what I'm talking about? Yo, yeah, when he fired yeah. up on hell that, yeah. he hit like four dudes in like a second, clean house, doing yeah. crazy shit. Yeah. And then you're like, "Oh, I want more like that." You know, I don't want to watch this like stagnant match. And then it's like, "Oh well, you know, there's ROH," and then you watch ROH, and then mm. ROH goes to PWG, and PWG goes to like that. And then it's almost kind of like porn, where like at first, just like missionary sex, you're like, "Oh, this is cool. I'm fired. <laughs> I'm fired up." And you're cranking, you're yep, cranking, yep, yep. and then the, from there you're like, oh man, I kind of like Asian girls, all right, <laughs> blah, 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 and then like, it's three in the morning, five years later, and you're like jerking off to like, she-males fucking like, <laughs> wow, you know what wow. I mean? it's <laughs> fucked up, you know what I mean? and that's how wrestling is, where you're just like, oh, I'm watching a guy wrestle a blow-up doll. <laughs> and it's great. CZW yeah. was essentially the she mouse of. of yeah. <laughs> That's right. ah. DJ Hyde, if you're listening to this, don't. Yeah. <laughs> you're not the she males of wrestling, but oh, you're, you're in that category of like, oh, cool, I just watched a chunk of a man's arm fall off. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, Christ, I don't, I don't know how to follow that, but that was, that was pretty <laughs> fucking Back impressive. to the previous question. Yes. <laughs> so I begin this by asking about how the initial interest in music came about, specifically to the point where it changed from being something that you were maybe watching on, like, MTV or, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, uh, listening to on the radio or whatever, to being something that you actually wanted to do. Yeah. Like, was there... A turning point was there a light bulb moment for you like uh, I don't know tell us about your childhood and how like music kind of factored into it well essentially I always thought that Ultimate Warrior was the, the fucking sickest wrestler and obviously now all, all the all the all my friends are telling me that like that that fool really isn't like he's not he's not the shit like I thought he was no. and I used to listen to and now he's dead so. and now he's gone you know what I'm saying <laughs> so for me the light bulb moment in music was when Ultimate Warrior passed away and I had to realize I need to make things in homage for him you know what I'm saying obviously Everything I do obviously for the Ultimate Warrior yeah yeah, yeah I can tell yeah, I can totally, tell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just missing the face paint right now but it's in the, it's, it's back at the venue. So. Yeah, the, I, I I was wondering why you, you would always run directly straight to the straight to the stage and That's then me. you know you, you've got no, you've got no yeah. ropes to wrap so it's right. just fold back speakers. Yeah, just yeah, absolutely. Then my tassels um on my arm always fall off, but I got the whole outfit. Usually it just <laughs> just turns into something else by the time I'm on stage. Yeah, well, warrior sucked. Let's call a spade a spade. But yeah. he served a purpose. Yeah, I really did. Pain in my arm. Holy shit. 
and it's from an interview. Like, that's how much of a fucking nerd I am. I don't even have, like, it's a specific, when he, like, teamed with LOD, uh, it was a three-way, it was, no, it was a fucking Survivor series. Yeah. When he teamed with, like, LOD, mm. they did this, like, promo where they're, like, cutting a promo, and then, I don't know, he came up out of the fucking camera view and just started yelling Blitz, Blitzkrieg for some reason. <laughs> and that I, sounds like. Sounds like something he'd do. Amazing. <laughs> That's your boy. Is that what that is? That's literally what that is. That's what that means. On my fucking hand. Oh, man. The rest of my life is a, an Ultimate Warrior promo. <laughs> you just got to live with that, man. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. That's the thing, though. All my wrestling friends, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I like Ultimate Warrior. They're like, yeah, that dude fucking sucked. And I'm yeah. like, what do you what mean? Do you mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. You never, you never want to find out about the wrestlers that you like away from know, the ring because most of them just turn out to be the biggest fucking but what about What about Ric Flair, though? Doesn't that, isn't he for real, that dude? Like, uh, pretty Rick, much. Yeah. Like, he's really yeah. the woo in, yeah. like, in oh, a restaurant. Total just hedonist. Yeah. He's, he's the he's, fucking man. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, for real, that guy. Yeah. I saw him deadlifting, like, yeah, 400 pounds. Yeah, dude. What's the? 67. Just deadlifting 400 awesome. pounds. Yeah, that's pretty gangster. <laughs> that's what's up. So here's that's what I want. something for you. Everybody at home listening to this podcast right now, watch Ric Flair count how many times he does an offensive move. <laughs> he never does. He just gets his ass beat and then somehow does something dirty, gets a figure four on a guy, and wins. And that's how you do it. That's yeah. what's up. That's Not mad at that. That's how you. That's how you get to this point in your life. That's you know? it. Just, just you gotta. You gotta lie, cheat, and steal a little bit. You know? bro, opportunistic. <laughs> yeah. They do refer up. to Jason as the dirtiest player in the game. There I am. That's me. You can't. Can't argue that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Was there a was there a rock and wrestling combo for you growing up? Like, uh, did you did you was that kind of like a big part of like. Dude. I know, like, Saturday mornings watching wrestling, yeah, 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 yeah. like, Monday, watching I mean, MTV, yeah. whatever, that sort of stuff. I mean, yeah, I you're mean, like a, you're, how old are you? Like 31. 31. Yeah. So you'd be, like, just a kid of the 80s. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, 85. So, like, I was, for me, so, it, where we grew up, like, in the hood, you got a couple things. You got, you got boxing matches, you got, like, some random, uh, whatever, like, fights, and yeah. you got, you got uh, WrestleMania. Like, yeah, that's right, what you right, did right. on the, on the, on the, we call it a black box. It's like illegal yeah. cable. So you get these, but you pay for these events from pay-per-view, like WrestleMania. So for us in the hood, it was always like learning moves and trying those moves on your homies at home mm. until the day that I like legitimately broke my homeboy's collarbone Ooh. at home trying to do like a fucking, like a, I tried, oh, stunner. I tried to do like a stunner. Yeah. And I like dropped him or whatever but just completely wrong and my oh. shit went into his co- like clavicle and uh-huh. just snapped it and you know we were just trying to be funny wrestler because we thought that shit was like we thought that you know we get good enough we could be Andy yeah. basically is what I you know I thought that maybe that's where my life could be then I didn't break you know I didn't go taller than 5'11 and I'm yeah, a, a yeah. buck 50 so I gotta figure that shit out <laughs> when I'm with Andy on this tour so I might you never know I might come out looking buff as fuck and grow like 3 inches you know you know what I wanna show him is like I wanna show him like different variations of Rana's so that he can Ooh. do that shit to people when they get on stage yeah. stage yes. driver is just like <laughs> and just they don't know how to sell it. It's just yeah, totally. Jump around, totally. <laughs> like turn him into a little loser. Dude, if you can run up a wall, <laughs> if you can run up a wall and backflip, yeah, yeah. Then you can run Dude, up a human being and backflip off them. Andy's been showing me. I'm not playing. It's inspiring. Like I'm not yeah. kidding. It's fucking wild. The athleticism, the acrobatics, like the balls that hey, it takes to do this. Showing, dude 
Kenny Omega. Yeah, <laughs> it's like sure. the worst idea. I was just like, <gasps> like I, I could do that. I could jump out the ring, front flip, spread like a star, flip over barrier, and slam on somebody. I could oh, do that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> That was fucking. Oh. That's one of my favorite shit because it's been so long since I've watched wrestling. Yeah. So yeah. Andy comes with this like bona fide like ass kicking wrestling match, and I'm like, uh, yeah, maybe I should like get involved with this. And he told me about the shit by my house too. Yeah. Like it's all by my house. Yeah. yeah. Like, Lucha, Lucha Underground's like ten minutes from his house. Yeah. Rosita's twenty minutes from his house. Like the shit is like. Yeah. You have like a mecca of awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the shit right there. That's the shit right there. Yeah. While all that was going on, like you know, like watching wrestling, watching to be wrestlers yeah. and stuff like that. Like, did you have like. I know, like, your rock star heroes and stuff like that. Did you have kind of musicians or singers that you saw that you wanted to be? I don't know, like a like an Axl Rose or a John Bon Jovi or any of that kind really, of shit. Rock music wasn't, like... I didn't really get rock music until later. Like, I, didn't, yeah, I got we, punk rock, really. Yeah, right. Like, okay. so I didn't have, like, any rock dudes. I was I was more like Michael Jackson and James Brown. Like, that was Nothing kinda, wrong with that. Yeah, that so was... Fucking, James Brown's yeah. punk as fuck. I yeah. know. Hell yeah. I know. He's the most, like, truly a punk. Like, he just doesn't yeah, give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it was more so like that on the on the spectrum of soul. And then and then through that, I got, like, the visceral nature of, like Andy just said, like, James Brown being truly punk rock. Oh, yeah. Then finding things like, uh, you know... Black Flag, Henry Rollins, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Bad Brains, like that shit for me was like so visceral. That was sort of my, and it was like more tangible. It was more realistic for me. Like they're not these sort of deified, you know, godlike things. Or these dudes that were quite similar to myself playing yeah. music, quite totally. similar to the shit that I make. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Andy, what about yourself, man? Like, uh, what kind of what kind of bands or music or stuff were you seeing as a kid that made you want to? Stop playing guitar. Stop playing music. My my parents were like super into music. Like they didn't. Yeah. Play, they're not musicians, but like mm. they were like super into music. So yeah. like when I grew, I, I, it was like one of those things where like hearing like Led Zeppelin for the first time when you're a kid and it like hits you, or hearing Bowie, mm. like that. Those are like uh, the Beatles. You know what I mean? Yeah, like sure. shit like that. Like it was just always on at the house. And then like every once in a while, my dad would like he would. There was this this record store downtown called Home of the Hits uh-huh. and he would like go downtown and then he would come home with like a Buzzcocks record or yeah, like yeah. something like that you know what I mean and it, it would be like whoa and then he would play it and it would be like a little bit faster but like he would only listen to like a, a few songs off of it and then like go to something else and uh, this one time like he, he used to go up he would come home with like weird like Sex Pistols bootlegs yeah and, yeah you know like stuff like that police like but it wasn't it was like singing you know like musical stuff mm. he wasn't into like screaming and stuff and yeah. then like he literally was the guy that got me into Black Flag. Like he, nice. he took me to Home of the Hits, and um, I met this dude. Uh, we called him Shaggy. He looked like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. <laughs> Still a friend of ours to this day. Um, what up, Shaggy? Yeah, and uh, he, like, literally just was like, "Hey, you might like this," and he handed me like, it was like the Nervous Breakdown seven inch, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And I like went home and because like, I told him I was like, "Oh, I like the Buzzcocks. I like, yeah. I you know." this stuff you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. and he was like oh you should check this out and he like like that dude was the guy like you know what I mean I was like 12 yeah. you know what I mean like listening to Black Flag and then it, like it went from like Black Flag and I was like okay this is cool and then it was like oh Slayer alright yeah, cool yeah, and then yeah, Metallica yeah. And, like it just all came about like I just got hungrier and hungrier and then I was like oh I'm from Buffalo who's this band Cannibal Corpse alright cool oh, shit, yeah. you know what I mean but at the same time it was like I could always like 
go back to the Beatles and always go back to like most kids like when they get through that that like pissed off area they kind of abandon all that shit right. yeah it's about. like it's not cool to like that shit yeah. and it happens all the time like when I talk to like Code Orange yeah, you bring yeah, up yeah, like yeah. bands like that, and yeah. they're just like, "Oh, we suck." Blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, "Okay, like yeah, yeah, sure. you're going through that." And, yeah, I, and yeah, I, yeah. I tell them like, in like ten years, you're gonna be like, right. "Oh yeah, that band is awesome." You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not to talk shit, Jamie. You're listening to this. Right yeah. now. Hi, Jamie. Jamie called me a sellout not, like <laughs> about a month ago. <laughs> Oh, he can talk with his bloody quarter million Roadrunner deal. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's real shit. Yeah. That's some real shit right there. It's out there. The dirt sheets are out there. <laughs> Where'd you grow up, Jace? What's that? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Inglewood, California. Right, yeah. right. Was there was there much of like a like a local scene at all no, like growing no, up, or no, did you kind of have to travel to go to shows? And no, stuff? no, we cultivated our own because what we what, what happened was we were adjacent to a. a, a city called or a suburb called El Segundo okay so that's where like I met all the you know Throwdown and Bleeding Through and 18 Visions all the Orange County bands came through and that's where we kind of got our taste of like hardcore and metalcore and all that shit yeah Um, and they kind of sort of passed it all down to us and then we would us kids there was only a couple of us from Inglewood would go to the shows in El Segundo the teen center uh, rest in peace and then we would go back to Inglewood and do our own thing at the this place called the Westchester Sports Bar and Grill on Manchester Boulevard and uh, we would do things like at the park or we would do things at a senior center and just kind of make our own uh, scene we had to cultivate our own thing yeah. and what we what we got from it was um, something very very unique because we were all still still very very uh, you know clear with the, and and, and vocal with the fact that we still loved hip hop mm, we mm. still loved like R&B we still loved all this shit but we just loved totally. this thing called punk rock yeah. and um, kind of sort of merged it all together in, in a weird way where we were at in, in Inglewood and uh, kind of tried to take that with me everywhere I go as best I can at least yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah. and Andy growing up in, in, in Buffalo like you said there were a couple of bands that kind of made good out of that area like there was, yeah. there was a, uh, I can imagine there would have been a fair bit of a, a scene to for you to kind of immediately yeah. kind of involve we, yourself in it was kind of crazy because there was like there was a shit ton of punk bands yeah. there was a shit ton of hardcore bands there was a yeah. shit ton of like the Goo Goo Dolls fucking oh yeah. yeah like Cannibal Corpse Deicide like Malevolent creation, like all these like mm. crazy like metal bands and like hardcore bands, Snapcase, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like Beard all Alive? these, Beard Alive, yeah, Alive, yeah. Despair yeah. before that, like yeah. just tons of bands that came out of that area, and yeah. it was like, and the thing is, it's different between us and like where Jason grew up. Like he was almost on an island because California yeah, yeah. is like there, and then there's nothing yeah, until yeah. you get to like Denver, yeah. or you have to go like north. Yeah. Like fortunate for us, like. We're three hours from Cleveland, two and a half hours yeah. from Pittsburgh, an yeah. hour and a half from Toronto, like three hours from Syracuse, Rochester. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you can virtually go anywhere and tour. Like, I was touring at 15. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, in a van, in a little, like, youth crew, like, straight-edge hardcore band, yeah, yeah. playing Sick. places. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, totally. And it was, for me, that shit was everywhere. Where they hit me, like, they had to cultivate it, like... Shit just came to us. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah like, sure. Because it was just a place in between all those places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing Andy play, and every time I had for the first really? time when I was like when I was young. Yeah. And this is when you guys had that fucking Reservoir Dogs T-shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like way back at uh, the Showcase Theater, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing them, and like 
they were with and I'm not just saying this because he's right in front of me like they were undoubtedly like they were the band that just fucking got it and didn't completely like okay so if this is like what hardcore and like metalcore was doing yeah. every time I like went this way and was yeah. like fuck it we're gonna do our own thing and then we as like Californians we're just we're just fucking weird like we, we pride ourselves on like, being like fucking alternative and weird and the <laughs> fact that like this band like made their own breed of like hardcore its own breed of metal its own, its own breed of like rock its own breed of fucking melody we were yeah, like sure. we're like oh yeah we fuck with this band so we all bought that Reservoir Dog shirt and like fucking we, we told each other we couldn't wear it on the same day yeah. so we would call it this is because we still had fucking house phones yeah. we would call be like alright I'm coming to the show tonight I'm gonna wear the red fucking Etid shirt with the Reservoir Dogs on it and then you'd fucking coordinate it because you couldn't ever show up with the same band shirt and, yeah. and we had rules like back at home where you couldn't go to that band show wearing that band shirt. Oh, that's a great band. <laughs> yeah. No, right? There's that's a straight up thing and you can't listen to the band on the same day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't listen to the band. It's true. And, yo, this is a true... Uh, Intombed is like one of my all-time favorite metal bands. Yeah. And they were playing Toronto and I was like so pumped and my, my, my buddy Danny hits me up and he's like, yo man, I'm going to go to Intombed. Like, oh, that's sick. He tattoos, right? So yeah. like, I'm just like, he's like, what are you fucking... I go, just don't listen to them the day of... Like... And it was if it was any other band, I would never say that. But like because it was entombed, I was like, I can't miss these guys. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 don't listen to them that day. So like, a, like a week goes by, and I text him. I go, Yo, man, like I'm gonna come pick you up right now. He goes, Dude, so and so never heard fucking entombed. We've been listening to him all morning. I was like, What the fuck did I say? <laughs> don't listen to fuck blah blah blah. He goes, Dude, don't worry, it's just a wives' tale. Blah blah. blah. That shit doesn't happen. I swear on my life. Pick him up. We drive all the way to Toronto. We get to the show, and the security dude's at the door. He's like, Entomb's not playing tonight. Uh, drummer oh. had, like, tonsillitis. Oh, had to go no. to the like, thing. Done. No Didn't way. play. Oh, See, dude, that's not, it's not a fucking fairy tale. It's not a fucking... It's not a suspicion. That shit's real. Don't yeah. do it. That's a curse, people. Yeah. <laughs> We're back. We have a very, very delicious uh, array of, of vegetarian food. Look at that. I know. What does it taste like? <laughs> it's, it's like? It's like some strange sort of, like... Crusty fried thing. It's good. It's like something though. And did you want to give a shout out to the place we just visited? <laughs> Do you remember Yo, its That's name? straight up Rice Krispie. Yeah? Rice Krispie. It's a fucking it. Rice Krispie. Yeah. That, is, that is it. That is exactly what it is. What is it called? The I, Weeping Lotus? Awesome. The Weep... Th- or th- What's it called? Golden Lotus? Awesome. What was it? Was it Golden Lotus, I think? Sure. <laughs> I don't even remember. Let's go with that. There's so many on that street. Yeah, like, there's a there's cool. a bit nice... Humble little vegetarian place on King Street in Newtown. Mm-hmm. First time we ever came here, I want to say it was fucking. You guys ever do anything with Mind Snare? Um, I know Gordy, but yeah, like uh, I haven't worked with Mind Snare before. No. Nigel toured with us. Ah, uh, okay. Like on our first tour over here. And I think mean, he like took us here because he knew we could probably just eat everything. Like yeah. in this area, there was stuff, some for us. And I don't know why. But I walked in that place and I was like, oh, I'll try this shit. It's seriously in my top five favorite meals of all time is what I ordered. I got like, oh, there's like some, some pumpkin tofu bullshit, <laughs> crispy soy, and uh, fake duck. It's it's like a full vegan meal. And I'm like, I'm not like one of those guys that are like, oh man, I'm crushing beef jerky. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right now, I'm not like that type of meat eater, but I am a, I am a meat eater. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, sure. But like that is like... Yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah, this fucking um, this crispy tofu is wild. Like yeah. so You're good. You're in that duck right now. Mm-hmm. That shit's got skin on it. How does that happen? <laughs> How does fake duck have skin on it? 
It's fake skin. Yeah, but yeah, this is insane. <laughs> is there a question that was answered at all? <laughs> well, I was about to, I was about to start on the next line of question. Okay, okay, okay. And well, Andy, I'm, we've got you. I'm sure um, we'll swerve. <laughs> I, I have no doubt you will, Russo Swerve. That's all I'm after. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to come out in a tutu. That's yeah, the, yeah. The world title is going to change 25 times before we get back yeah, to the you're venue. You're going to be champ. Yeah. Uh, well, I am a David, so that's a good start. Call your mom. <laughs> Let her know you're a champ. I will. I will. I will. Okay, Andy. Yeah. The first time you ever played live. When, where, etc. Fuck, man. First time I ever played live. That is rough. I was in a band called Spam Beach. That's a fucking spam great name. Beach? Spam, spam Beach. It's a beach made of spam. That's a fucking sick name. Legit. My dad used to feed. Like, when I was a kid, and I didn't find this out until way later. Mm. So when I was a kid, my dad used to make this like fried noodle thing with chunks of ham. And when I grew up, I was like, he asked me, it was like my, one of my, my birthdays. Like not that long. I'm talking like four years ago. Like he's like, hey, you're going to be home for your birthday. Like what do you want? You want me to like make anything? I was like, yo, you used to make this like noodle and fucking ham thing. It's like, oh yeah, noodles and spam? Yeah, I'll make that. I was like, wait, what? And he goes, yeah, it was fucking spam. We didn't have money. I'm like, all right, for ham, which is like, ham is like. Not a luxury item. That's like the, that's like the bum. Yeah. That's like a hobo mm-hmm. of meat. You know what I mean? That's like the lowest scale denominator is a ham. Holy shit. And my dad used to make, you know, we just didn't have money, you know. So he used to make fried, it was fried egg noodles. Fried, fried egg noodles and it's, noodles it's spam. spam. And he would cook it in like spam. It was awesome. And he made it that night and it was fucking just as good as when I was a kid. Yeah. So I heard it has been kind of obsessed with spam. <laughs> so we started this band. I had no idea how to play guitar. Like I bought a guitar, bought an amp and was just, oh, this is a cool noise. <laughs> this is cool what the band sound like? I got like kind of like Jesus Lizard, I guess. Oh, okay. But like no bass player, had a keyboard player that would play like low. Ah, uh, there was no like keyboards. He used just like the do do do. Yeah, yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like the the who or, or uh, the Doors. The Doors, yeah. yeah Raymond's and then I would yeah. just like do like weird guitar sounds over it. Sick. That was cool. There's <laughs> um, no recordings. I mean, there's a recording somewhere, <laughs> like, but I don't know. It was at first, it was Harry Nostril Taco. Was like, That's was, an even better name. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> Hand drawn demo tape. That's some next level shit. Yeah. But we played at like a community center in North Tonawana, New York. Only one show and then broke up right after. Dude, that's oh. legendary shit. Yeah. <laughs> the farewell tour. Yeah, you're oh, like man. the Project X of fucking. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Alone in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Oh. Jace, can you compete with that? What was your first show? My first show was at um, Warner Brothers Studios. Um, <laughs> Fuck, here I we go. I swear, I swear. My dad had this crazy idea. And he made this song called School is Cool Because my dad was a fucking He's a, a musician this is So he made this song called School is Cool, right? Neither Andy or I know if he's fucking with us or not Like, let's put this back in wrestling terms right now <laughs> Like, I just told you about wrestling Like, a, a Royal Rumble in front of like yeah. Like, not a Royal Rumble A battle royal in front yeah. of like 30 people yeah, yeah, At a community yeah. center This motherfucker <laughs> came up at the NXT at the NXT fucking performance thing, like just getting groomed for the WWE, <laughs> born with a silver spoon in his mouth, dude. Oh. All right, l- so, let's see where this goes. I'm very this curious. Is the Cody Rhodes of, <laughs> yo, this is it. It's fucking Dusty Rhodes' kid, oh. and he he came up through the WWE system. He never wrestled in India in his life. No way. Yeah. Now look, Last look at year, him now. He's yeah. like, I'm leaving the WWE. 
Like, I can't think of the fucking thing. <laughs> the little bird left the nest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. And now he's learning about punk rock. You know I mean? <laughs> All right, now I, I gotta know about this. I gotta know. <laughs> Warner Brothers Studios. Yeah, School Studios. is cool. And what it was is my father had this idea that he would like write these songs and um, I would perform them because I was like a, a child and, you know, mm-hmm. easier to market than his himself. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so. Kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. So he would. He would make these songs or whatever and then have me perform. And so what was happening, not like a like a Joseph Jackson, like Jehovah's Witness whooping my ass if I don't practice, but it was like, it was like kind of intense. And then he got a bunch of, of principals and administrators together okay. to come see me perform this song and to see if, if they would like to do a, a, an elementary school circuit tour. Oh my God. And sure enough, they liked it. And I He went on tour with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles (laughs) (laughs) And I like went around Like California with my pops Performing this song School is cool And very quickly realizing how fucking lame it was Because all the homies at home were like You're fucking lame And would try to fight me for it So I was like Oh I can't do this no more dad How old were you? Oh man I was like I had to be like Nine or something Or ten Jesus. Like a kid Yeah a kid Yeah nine or eight Eight or nine Something young oh, I, re- no. I even I, Dude I remember that. It was crazy Like I still remember that shit Because I had to practice so much But um Dad let Liv will ever get to cover that one Unfortunately We never know <laughs> I mean <laughs> could, get, could get desperate Towards the end no, of the status Just like know, Fuck no. it You guys know school is cool My man <laughs> Andy just hooked me up with a the uh, Rice Krispie Treat Sweet Potato. Oh, baby. Yeah. Oh, we are living it up. Dude, so Sydney, good. baby. Yeah. Fuck right. yeah. Let's get a let's get a little brief history of shit you were doing before Every Time I Die, Andy. Tell, what what kind of bands were you kicking around in? Uh, well, music-wise. You don't yeah, want to know yeah, about yeah. me robbing cars. <laughs> 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 well, if it, if, it, if, it is, if it is pertinent to the story, then yes. Please tell me about the time yeah. you were robbing cars. I was working for bands. Like, I was like... I would go out and tour with like Snapcase, Buried Alive, yeah, yeah, like other Buffalo bands and stuff like that. Never really wanted to play music uh, or be in a band. I just like kind of like touring and seeing shit. Yeah, right. I had a guitar at home, played drums, but never really took it seriously. I mean, yeah. To be honest with you, I wanted to be a wrestler. That was my. Sure. I knew I wanted to perform in some way, but because I am Cro Magnum. <laughs> I was born a Neanderthal. Um, I figured that wrestling would be an easy way to do that. Lo and behold, I didn't know that I could like write a song. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I mean, it was just out of necessity, believe it or not. Like, I was playing in this like grind band, and my, when, I, when I say grind, it was like just like your typical like anarchy, crusty, weird punk band. Yeah. Like really fast. twenty second songs. Yeah. 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 I didn't really want to do anything with it. I, I, you know what I mean? We played Buffalo shows, and, like, that was it. I'd threaten people. Our singer would, like, mosh with, like, hammers and stuff like that. Shit was, like, gnarly. Really? And I remember if I saw someone walk in the door I didn't like, I would just tell them to leave. Like, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to whoop your ass. No fucking joke. It was sketchy. I don't want to say Steve Mitchell K was on a flyer once. He was like, don't show up at the show. <laughs> no way. Bass player of every time I die. <laughs> no. Before I knew him. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um... That's still on the flyers to this very day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If that flyer's around. Stay the fuck away from me. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just, like, cruising around, and then, like, I don't know, like, just touring with bands, and then, like, my, that band had broken up, and then Jordan's, Jordan was in, like, this, like, youth crew band at the time, like, a straight-edge youth crew band. Yeah. Called Pride, X-Pride X. Nice. And, uh, 
You might know their singer. He's the animal guy for Jimmy Fallon. What? <laughs> Legit. Jeff Jeff the animal guy is is the singer or was the singer of Jordan's like straight edge no. youth crew band. That is huge. Yeah, he's cool. He's got snakes and stuff. <laughs> he has a llama. Jeff the animal guy. Yeah. That was a, if you watch the uh, the video for Decaying with the Boys, all the animals are Jeff's. Nice. No. Hey, there it is right there. <gasps> My band broke up and then like a week later like his band broke up and like at a show, I think it was a convert. I want to say it was convert a converge show. Uh huh. Right in between, like petitioning the empty sky oh. when forever comes crashing, like yeah. that period. Yeah. And Jordan's like, "Hey man," I was wearing a dead guy shirt, straight Ooh. up. You like dead guy? Yeah, yeah. I love dead guy. You want to start a band that sounds like dead guy? Yeah. <laughs> like all, all right. right. And he goes. He goes. No joke. He goes. Hey, you ever play drop tuning? I'm like, like drop D. I go, isn't that pussy shit? It's cheating, right? <laughs> and he goes, no, nah, man. Yo, go home. Tune your guitar like that and see if you can write some shit. Like, All right. Drop D. Boom. Bet in the history right there. There it is. That was there it. it is. Me and, me and Jordan have written every single Every Time I Die song together. In Drop D. <laughs> in Drop Well, there's two songs in there's two songs in Standard E. Uh-huh. Uh, really? What songs? Rebel Without Applause mm. and Pigs is Pigs are oh. both uh, Standard and then, yeah, there's three songs in low A. Like, I'll, cool. I'll drop A. Yeah. Um, a, A, D, G. Yeah, one of the songs, one of the new songs I heard you guys playing yeah. the other day, I was like, that's for sure A. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's some pretty badass shit. And right that's there. it. Yeah. And then, like, I figured out that, like, I can do Every Time I Die, and then I'm pretty, pretty bad at everything else. <laughs> like, when it comes to, like, music, I'm not, like, yeah. I can write an Every Time I Die song, and I, but, like, have trouble... Like, I would never be able to play in Let Live. Like, I don't yeah. have that type of groove, like, that feel. Because mm-hmm. I've literally learned how to play guitar from every time I die. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> like, as I was playing, I was, like, learning. You know? Like, yeah, Jordan would sure. come up with some shit, and I would be like, hmm, I've never done that before. All right, well. I downpicked everything until Hot Damn. No way. No like, shit. Everything. Everything, everything, you hear, everything on, uh, um, that you hear on Last Night Town Last is all downpicked. No. Except for, like, the... Like the fast stuff, yeah. I would do triplets on it, but like everything was downpicked. Like no way, all like the jazzy shit. Yeah, downpicked everything, and then downpicked everything on on Hot Damn, and then after Hot Damn, I started like cross picking. What? And it was because I read an interview with Kerry King where he said if I could downpick everything, I would. So I was like, well, I can do that. I'm in better shape than Kerry King. That's literally where I thought. Like I was like, hi Kerry, if you're listening. Fucking Kerry King. <laughs> I'll down pick you. <laughs> Bam! I'll down, down pick you up and just throw you on your oh, shit. tribal head. <laughs> <laughs> shit, goddamn. Oh, all right, Chess. You you you're out of the game. You're out of the game after school is cool. Where do, where do you pick back up? Where do you I pick love back that. up? That should be the fucking start of every question. <laughs> Where do I pick back up? Yeah, um, where do you start singing again? Where do you start playing in bands? Dude, playing in bands? Um, I was like, I was, uh, fuck, I was like 13. Um, no, 14. I was 14, and right. I, my best friend at the time, he was, um, he was like from a new, he's from the area adjacent, another, another area adjacent to mine called Westchester. Uh-huh. It's where I went to school, and um, he was like just m- more affluent than I was, so... We were sitting talking about being in bands and shit, and I was like, yeah, well, I, I have a guitar. You know, I got my parents to give me a guitar. Uh, you have money, so you should buy drums. 
like you should play drums because they're more expensive. So he got drums because we thought he could afford them. And we started playing like um, in a band called Fubar. Uh-huh. And um, I was just writing like... That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> there was a band like, you know, kind of like... Um, so it was post Black Flag for me. And then it was like there was a band, a local band called Oscar on Epitaph. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So we were like really into Oscar because they were the closest thing we had locally to like a punk band. So we were playing sort of like, you know, more like, I guess, melodic punk rock stuff. Mm-hmm. But whatever like 14 15 year olds can the best we can and then that whole thing fubar evolved into let live and it's been that ever since i was 16 to now yeah right yeah yeah so it came from like the let live is just an evolved form it's the fucking charizard of um (laughs) fubar basically holy shit yeah that's that's all you've ever known yeah it kind (laughs) of is i played in like i mean like i played in other bands like i played guitar in the, what is now the Ghost Inside, I played in that band for a little bit. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, and I played uh, guitar in some other bands. I played drums in some other bands, just like hardcore bands from home, like whatever. Straight Were Edge. You ever in Death Star? No, but yo, everybody um, was. Dude, everyone's in Death Star and fucking fight everyone. Yeah, you yeah, that band? yeah. Fight everyone asked me to play drums for them. Yeah. Because um, they found out I was Straight Edge and played drums. <laughs> That's like the requisite. Was like, yeah, like California had some like legit. Like I remember like going Death through like Star. like eleven thirty four. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody yeah. outside of California knew who the fuck eleven thirty four was. <laughs> and then like every there was a point in time where anyone that worked for Every Time I Die was from Southern California. So like right. you'd go through and they'd be like, oh my god, eleven thirty four is playing like a. That's so They're getting back together and playing. Show and we're like, who the fuck is eleven thirty four? Like on the East Coast, things were just like yeah, totally, different. Yeah. And that was another thing today. Like over here, you guys like really are into like the old Epitaph bands. Oh yeah, totally. Like yeah. big time. Yeah, yeah. On the East Coast, yeah, nah, it's we not don't give same. a fuck. Yeah, man. not like that on the East. Or face yeah, to face yeah, or anything don't like give that. A fuck about those bands. Good Riddance. Really? Like Which I don't is... think I like fucked with Good Riddance until I knew that they covered a Black Flag song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is all right. You know what I mean? But I didn't like in high school or like I've never like was like oh I'm gonna listen to these like epitaph bands I was like singy punk yeah, music yeah, yeah, yeah. out of here yeah yeah I'm, like not listening to that it was like all of our skate videos too in the west coast like yeah. it was fully just integrated into like our skate culture so it was all we really listened to yeah. were like like fucking thinking about it now like the fucking the converge like converging Pennywise fans with like real punks yeah. Is actually absurd to think yeah, about yeah. because yeah. because fucking the Pennywise fans from home are fucking dicks. Like they're just like normal dudes. There's <laughs> normal dudes yeah. who are shitty. Yeah, <laughs> like, like who choose to be shitty when they yeah. go to like a Pennywise show yeah. and think they're punks. You yeah. know? Yeah. Totally. And then clash with like real punks, and then it turns into this fucking fucking sort of a ignorance fucking bigotry war. Like because it's very very different ideals. But uh, yeah, we were super into that shit. Death Star, dude, the singer started notpop.com. Yeah. That fucking website. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 This is like super There's so old. much trivia in this episode. Yeah, this dude. is amazing. Yeah, because you're talking about, you're talking to like dudes from like the East Coast. Yeah. And like, he's like the generation just for mine. And then yeah. I was super, super involved in like yeah. the West Coast shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. It's wild. Like, and, and it's so funny because like that's like Throwdown, like talking about Throwdown. Yeah. Like, and I remember like. 18 Visions Like the first time I heard 18 Visions I was like This I, I was expecting them To be like Lumberjacks Yeah like, yeah with how yeah. heavy they were but like This band is insane I remember like Them playing I was like They're gonna be like Some devil worshipping Fucking crazy people yeah. And I go there I'm like What They're is fucking this hairdressers? shit dude Like 
Boy George is up there. Like, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Boy and I'm like, George. dude, I remember the first time I saw him, oh. I was wearing fucking overalls, no shirt, shaved head, just straight up caveman. Like, I love it. I bashing love it. people at the show. And like all those dudes still to this day, like throw down like Dave Peters and all those yeah, dudes yeah. are just like, Oh yeah, first time I ever met Andy Williams. He was shirtless, wearing overalls, <laughs> beating the shit out of a dude. <laughs> and like that was it. I remember I, I was so bummed at the way 18 Visions yeah. looked. Dude, that's who I saw you with. Was yeah. I saw you guys yeah, with 18 Visions yeah, at, at the showcase? showcase right. Was with, was yeah. 18 Visions, Martyr D. Martyr. Oh my God. Her yes. Open. Yes. And he had the fucking, the fucking uh, yeah. hammer taped to yeah. his fucking mic. Do you remember when they beat the shit out of the whole yes. crowd? Like, yes. All these dudes from Salt Lake showed up. That's right. And all, fucking all Dre the, and T yes. and all those dudes. Whooped I'm literally their ass. I might be incriminating someone right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Black. Chase yeah. these dudes out and just. Yeah, that's right. Like they beat the Smash shit out of these, them. these dudes. And back to the show. And, oh, then, yeah. and then the show was we back to. We didn't stop. Yeah. We just kept playing as yeah. we were just like Dude, working these dudes I'll over. Never, I, that's when I. Dre is like a. Like oh he just God. finished tour managing us. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just like. And it, it's one of those things where like he's just a tour manager. And usually we do a tour manager in front of house guy. Yeah. And we yeah. found a, a tour manager in front of house guy. Sang for Donnie Brook. He's like one of my favorite people yeah, in the yeah. world, but an actual savage. He's in like the Stewart a brothers, Martin, Martin Stewart, and Dre Stewart <laughs> are legit just savages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Legit. And like back then, they were even more savage. Like, Dude, I remember I met, like, this is how I even got uh, affiliated with them or, or, or had a contact with them was. We were, I was watching Between the Bear and Me. It was right after that fucking first record, the self-titled, which yeah, was fucking yeah, yeah, sick. Yeah. And I was super hyped. And I was a kid, dude. I was like in high school. And I'm moshing. And I'm thinking at the time, like, I'm from Inglewood. Like, I've fucking seen so much, like, real gangster shit. Like, I'm not worried about these motherfuckers at the shows. Like, whatever. So I'm out there moshing hard, like, fighting people. Two teenage ninja turtles. Yo, just <laughs> down yo they both they look like, yo, and Martin's, like, moshing and shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to fucking do my shit. And he's kick like he's doing that back kick and I'm going forward and I'm going I'm trying I'm hitting him it's not phasing him I'm trying to mosh on this fool and finally he just turns around and fucking lays one into me and I just fall back like the first time in hardcore I've ever been checked was by fucking uh, was by Martin and he didn't know me I didn't know him yeah. and then I just kept seeing him from then and then then he started hanging out with my buddies from El Segundo yeah, and, then yeah, we'd yeah. Be, and I've never told him that story yeah but one day I need to look him in the yeah. eye and be like, yo, the reason I even know you are is because you basically knocked me out. Yeah. Like, and he did, but not in like a bitch way. No. He looked at me and punched oh, me and I fell out. And he did, and then they, he picked me up. And I was like, that's what's up. But that's don't, fucking don't wild. Don't that. don't fuck with that dude. Yeah, don't pit on that dude. Yo, disclaimer, you ever see a dude, he's like blackish, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. big dude, looks like Straight got glasses. Up, looks like a teenage mutant ninja dude. He does. Like a handsome one. A handsome yeah, like a handsome, handsome, handsome. Yeah. He's yeah. like a handsome teenager. He's for sure Raphael. Like, he's got, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. attitude, but yeah, he's, like, yeah. he's, yeah. he's a down-ass motherfucker. You ever see that motherfucker in the pit? Like, which I don't see him that often anymore, yeah. but when you do... He's, like, a sort of black metal guy. He will he fucking... Like loves yeah. black metal. Yes. He's, like, a weird guy. <laughs> like, I, I've, he plays guitar in terror. And oh, like, I didn't want to, like, come hey. out and say that, but, like... He plays guitar in terror, and we've shared busts with him. Right. And it's like, I've one, seen him whoop on dudes' ass, 
but I've also seen him play Magic the Gathering. Yes! <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes! Like, that's like... Just, like I just, said, yeah. going back to it... <laughs> layers. Just if, layers. If we're in a van right now talking into a thing on a podcast, we're nerds. Like, yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, yeah, If yeah. you're good at anything, yeah, you're fucking nerd. time yeah. to do it, and you're a nerd. And, yeah. like, that's the thing. Even dudes like that are, like, he's great at guitar. Yeah. Yeah. He's a nerd. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at one point in time, he was sitting in his bedroom because his, like, fr- you know, his friends weren't cool. He was riffing on a guitar. Yo, yo. You know what I mean? Dude, I ran into Martine without, unbeknownst to either one of us, both solo at the Back to the Future uh, trilogy marathon awesome. in Hollywood. That's we my were, shit. Yeah, on Back to the Future. Yeah, on Back to the Future. I've got yeah. tattooed on my leg. Yeah. Again, nerd. Yeah. Like, dude from Inglewood, been shot at, whatever. Still a nerd. I will sit for yeah. nine hours and watch I Back to the Future. The same thing. So the <laughs> commercials in between, like it yes, was yeah, nine hours yeah, of yes. like, things to watch, like old Pepsi shit, and it yeah. was so yeah. cool. Yeah, so yeah, that's fucking dope. Yeah, yeah, that's our shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we yeah, you both talked about some like fucked shit that's happened yeah. in the shows. Like both of you are in bands that have like pretty like solid like live reputations for like you know being kind of wild live bands yeah. you know like where did that kind of was that kind of a thing that just kind of stemmed out of your immediate scenes where it's just like well you know you've got five fucking dudes in this band you've got five fucking dudes yeah. in this band you know all kind of basically doing the same sort of shit there's got to be some sort of way for us to fucking stand out yeah, you know yeah. what I mean I was mean, that yeah. kind of like it for you? Yeah, well, again, I'm, I'm not just saying it. I'm not gassing them up. Like, it was every time I die early on. Yeah, showing right. Me. Like, because Last Night in Town, to me, is like a seminal record. Because that kind of, that was like, like fusing the jazz shit. Yeah. But it was like, it was super punk. And it was fucking heavy and oh, pissed. Like, funny. it was, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, it was, it was sick. Like, so for me, it was like those things like that. And then being from L.A., we had Martin, we had Dre, we had all those dudes from Donnybrook. We had Terror. Yeah, like, yeah. So for us... Very quickly, it was just like the aggression or volatility of this of the scene was just was inborn. And we also come from like Black Flag, you know what I'm saying? We also come from like the Angry Samoa. Like we have like mm. these this past where it's just part of it. And it's not like, well, <clears throat> you know, for the most part, it's not like we're out there intentionally being like fucking fully aggressive to like mm. make a name. It's just kind of what it was. Yeah, and um, understanding it and sort of. You know, breeding, forging something through that sort of adversity in the music that we played is what made us the bands we are today, I think, at least, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Andy, what about you? Like, uh, obviously, it's a a bit of a different scenario. Like you said, you know, you've been playing in bands since you were a teenager. Like, what was it about Every Time I Die as a live band that made you guys want to kind of up the ante a bit, you know, kind of get out there as like a very kind of physical, in-your-face kind of band? I think a lot of bands get into complacency where it's like, oh, you know, we're at a point now where like kids are coming to see us play and like, oh, you know, we have this. Where like, still to this day, I'm still clawing. So, like, yeah. and, like, that's, like, the big thing for me is, like, when I, like, when I was a kid and I read, like, Get in the Van, and you listen yeah. to, like, Henry Rollins talk about, like, literally clawing. Like, that was, like, their whole thing was to just go out there and, like, if you pay $5 or you pay $50, see, every time I die, you're going to get the show. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that, that's, like, the thing. I, there's nothing worse than when you get off stage and you feel like you rip someone off. Totally. And that happens. Like, yeah. Still to this day, there's like days where you're just not there mentally or physically. Like mm. you know, at this point in time, I'm I'm almost forty. So like, yeah, yeah. There's days where I'm just hurting, and like, you come off stage and you're just kind of like, oh, man, like I could have went a little harder, but I still needed to play the song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and like, 
That's the thing. I, like Jordan, dudes like Jordan Buckley or like Ben Wyman from from Dillinger. Yeah, they're like made of rubber. Yeah, dude. <laughs> they don't like. I don't know how they do it. Hey, yeah. They're like, and, and that that's the thing. Like you know, I hear Jordan sometimes. I, I don't even like maybe once in a while I'll hear him complain about something like mm. pain wise. Like yeah. oh, you know, last night I twisted my ankle. It's like I saw you like dive on your head yeah. <laughs> and you're complaining about your fucking ankle yeah like, yeah totally you know what i mean like yeah, like yeah. shit like that and it's like i'm fortunate enough where like i'm bigger than everyone in the band so like my pres i have a presence already yeah like i don't have to go ape shit like yeah, yeah, jordan yeah, yeah. and someone has to play the song so like yeah. you know what i mean like there's times where jordan's going nuts and like i get it so it's like i'm gonna play the i'll stay tight and then there's times where like i'll start moving and jordan knows yeah, like yeah, 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 you know yeah, what i mean yeah. And I think it's just that's the thing. Like I think the the minute like a band loses that like that clawing of just like trying not to succeed, but it's it's more or less like wow, like I'm here and like there's thirty or three hundred people watching mm, my band. Mm, mm. I'm gonna make every single one of their fucking little dicks hard. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's like it. Regardless of anatomy, everyone's dick is getting hard. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like the proverbial dick in the room is <laughs> the proverbial yeah. dick. That's what and we're like, all about. Not to, not to mention like you make it like you you made it in a sense, like whatever your gauge of success is, whatever, but like you out of the people in the room, but think about the fucking hundred millions of people that wanna be where you are every yeah, night. That's, yeah. There's, that's there's it's seriously like one of my biggest pet peeves in all of music. Someone at Bonnie yesterday asked yeah, me, yeah. he was like, or no, I was at the airport this morning. He goes, Yo, what's like something you would like tell like a young band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, and like my thing is just like write a song, like yeah, learn yeah. how to write a fucking song. Don't worry about a bus, don't worry about this or that. Right. Mm. Sit down and write a song. And, and like, if you're in a band, write it as a band. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That nowadays, like. It, I've gotten in this conversation with kids where it's like, oh, yeah, my band, blah, 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 my band, my band. But one dude writes everything. Yeah. And, like, then hands it to the band as they're about to, like, record. And it's like, okay, these guys are just, they're session dudes yeah, that are playing with yeah. you. Yeah. And, like, that to me is just like, well, fuck me. Like, it just, it's like, just learn how it is and be stoked that, like, you're, I'm in fucking Australia right now. I'm in a van yeah. with you dudes doing a fucking interview. Like, yeah. it's crazy to me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I've been here. How do you know what I mean? I've been here probably like a half dozen times. times. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least. Like, and it's still some like blow. Like it blows me my mind when I'm in fucking Milwaukee. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like playing a show in Milwaukee, yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. like a yeah, hundred kids there or yeah. like a thousand. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's 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 it blows my mind that there's a crowd to see every time I die. And, yeah. And, and you know, and still to this day, twenty years later, there's still a crowd to see every time I die. Yeah. yeah. And like it. And it's not a complacent thing. It's like, you know, this is who we are. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. There are so, 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 so many stories we could get into, but uh, <laughs> uh, we're, we're about to get back to the venue, so uh, we, I do have uh, one last question that I uh, wrap up all my interviews with. Gentlemen, I want to know about the best and worst shows that you have ever played. You can start on a positive by going best, then worst, and then heading down into a crushing low. Or you can end on a positive note and go worse than best. I'm going to go worse than best. All right, go for it. The worst show we've ever played. Okay, actually, I know exactly what it is. Um, so we literally have like deemed this scenario, this this event, like the, the night that of which we do not speak. We're in Yakima, Washington, 
Okay. At a place called the Jade Room, I think it was called. And it was like the worst uh, rendition of Murphy's Law possible. Like, we get there, the vibe's already weird. Okay, mm-hmm. we're on tour. We're very, it's very early in our touring. We had no agents, no management, no nothing. We just did everything ourselves, very DIY. Yep, yep. Got this show somehow in Yakima in the Tri-City area of, like, fucking um, Washington State. Okay. And we're, we're, we get there, show's a weird vibe. We try to start to play. Our stuff isn't working, whatever. We're playing. Uh, stuff is breaking. People are forgetting their parts. Drums are falling apart. Like, it was truly, like, someone was had strings, like, invisible strings yeah, on yeah, our stuff like and was just pulling you, yeah. apart our set. Like, the, it was so... Diabolic. Like, I was like, dude, someone's actually fucking with us. Someone or something. Oh, man. So, universally, it could have been just we were fucked. But then, top it all off, whatever, I was real upset. I was just, like, not having a good time. And then left the left the venue and sat down, right? <clears throat> and I was, like, I was all hot and sweaty and shit. And my shirt was off. And I'm sitting there, like, down on a curb yeah. in, like, an alley. And this dude pulls up. Two dudes pull up. And they're like in a car that it's not like that suspect, but it's like tinted out, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a race-looking car. And he put he, he rolls down the window, and I'm thinking like, uh, you know, sort of like a Pavlovian responses like, oh, all right, this dude wants to get it, like he wants, to, like we're gonna throw the hands, whatever, for whatever reason. Yeah. He's gonna try to like take my shit. So like I look up and I'm like, what's up? And they're like, he's saying he's like, what's up? I was like, what's good? And like I kind of stood up and I'm real, just I'm already like aggressive because I was just having a bad night, you know? What I'm yeah, saying? yeah, totally. And then. The dude looks at me and he like rolls it down window some more. He's got a homeboy and he's like, "So you trying to party?" And I was like, "What the fuck? What are you? What are you saying?" And at the time, I didn't really like know the um, sexual advance code, and especially oh. like, especially like with um, was like, yeah, <laughs> with um, you know, like with gay dudes. So this dude and his homeboy were like staring at me and they were like, "So yeah, like let's go out." Like I mean, you look ready and i was like what the fuck yo yeah and i was was like yo and i was like and in my head i'm going because i'm like extremely extremely liberal and i was like i don't give a fuck like dude dudes girls whatever i don't care but he just caught me so off guard just the just sexuality in general yeah i the the advance i was hot sweaty pissed off in yakima washington in a fucking alleyway and the dude's trying to like get me to go out with him and i was so angry i was like you need to leave me alone. And then he, this dude gets out of his car and he like, he's like, are you okay? And he's like rubbing my fucking bare back sweaty. And he's like, oh, wow, you've already, you've already started tonight. And I was like, you need to leave me alone. Like, and I like freak out. And immediately in my head, I'm going, if I get into this fight, because everything's so sensitive in, in America, oh, I was yeah. like, this might be, this might be a hate crime and the singer of Let Live might be seen as this dude who like got in a fight with these two gay dudes while shirtless after a show in Yakima. I was like, I can't do anything. So I felt real yeah, like yeah. trapped, you know, trapped in like what I was going to do. And so in the, in, at the end, I just back out, leave. They follow me to the venue and then tell the fucking people at the venue that I'm like having a hard time and they think it's because of like my sexuality. So they're like making up this story about me and I'm like, yo, for real, we need to get the fuck out of here right now and it was just like truly the most like difficult sort of putting together of, of any scenario in my life yeah because i'm trying to like be who i am be cool with everything but also not be seen as someone i'm not or something yeah, i'm yeah, not yeah, yeah. so that show that whole event was kind of wild it was real confusing it was difficult for me and the best imagine. show 
the best show we've ever played, I think maybe the first time, like when we can't, maybe one of them was when we went to the UK and played Download for the first time. Oh, sure, a, yeah. Yeah, it was a bunch, of, a bunch of hype, and we didn't really know anything about anything. We were just, it was our first time overseas, really. We're trying to figure out who we are just as a band, mm-hmm. and there's like 8,000 people and you know, let's say I don't know, half of them are singing the lyrics to us, and we didn't know yeah. that. But at home, but at home, like seriously, we couldn't fill a room outside of LA with more than 100 people. Mm. You know, so I think a moment like that was pretty revelatory for us. And then, you know, there's all, but ultimately, being at home, maybe like our CD releases at home are always probably the best time we yeah, can yeah, really have. Sure. So yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, Andy, your turn. Does it have to be a show, or can it be like the worst day on a tour? Ooh. <laughs> Cause like, like I I kind of always have like the grass size greener, so like even the worst shows like I can't even remember bad shows like I don't even yeah. put it in my head. You know what I mean? Because it's like not worth it. Like it says like the next day you're gonna play a show. Yeah. Do you sure. know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. the worst day is when Keith found out that his like wife and kid were like in jeopardy of like losing their lives. Like it was it was like one of the most because shit like. There's even, dude, even when we flipped our van, we flipped our van twice, like literally like one, two times. Yeah, everyone is fine. And I'm pretty sure I was like laughing like oh at like God. two hours later and like wasn't like the next, it was just like, all right, well, we just need a new van. We need a trailer. We need to get the fuck on road. Like, yeah, that's life for me, you yeah, know what I mean? Which yeah, is yeah, fucked yeah, yeah. up if you think about that. <laughs> Where it's just like, oh, right, yeah, like nobody's fucked up. I had a chip out of my elbow. I had a concussion. I was the only one that really got fucked up in the thing. And I was like, all right, we need a van. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, get a trailer. Let's go. One guitar got broken. We're good. We lucked out. You know what I mean? Like, that was it. We lucked out. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So the the day all that shit happened with Keith was like, it was was a day off in between Montreal and Toronto. We were in Toronto. Right. I was like on the call for a meeting for a label that I work for you know and I'm and I'm doing this like year end call that's like super important yeah and I I hear my guy like crying so like I get up and I go in there and Keith just he had it was just one of those things where like you see like one of your best friends literally in shambles yeah and it was just like okay yeah let's go now you know text my boss hey I, I gotta go like I can't do this and then it was just like get back and then you're just not even it was the first time the band wasn't even a thing like I didn't even think of the show the next day I didn't yeah, think yeah. of anything it was just like yeah like my my dude is in trouble and like it's there's this and I'm sure like bands go through this thing but like not in that manner of like you just don't know there's mm. no there's no positive out yeah. of any of that yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, the totally. last thing he said, I dropped him off at the hospital in Buffalo. He straight up just looked at me, and he was like, you guys got to keep going. And then, like, walked into the hospital to, like, whatever the fuck he was going to do with yeah, his family. Yeah. Like, the dude is thinking of that. Yeah, 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 Like, pissing us off. Which is, you know what I mean? Like, at that point in time, he's thinking about us. And it's yeah, like, dude, yeah. just go do that. Yeah, totally. That's the, that is, hands down... The next show was probably the worst show we ever played. We, we played the guy that literally learned the songs like four hours before the show. Oh man! Like, and he doesn't sing. There's no singing. It was it was Tyler from Exalt. It, the dude sounds like a demon. Like when he sings, it was just like insane, right? So, it was just so we played screaming, Toronto, yeah. and that you know that was because of the circumstances. Probably the worst show we ever played. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> the best show. I mean, dude, there's 
a handful that that I could probably think of. Like we do, we just we just did like a kick-ass tour in the UK, and it was like, or not the UK, in in Europe, where like normally Europe is terrible for us, like mainland right. Europe, yeah. just isn't good for us. And then like every show is like sold out or close to sold out, mm. and kids are going fucking bananas. And like that's up there, like wasn't expecting it okay well the next day like no one's gonna be there yeah, it's gonna yeah. be awful and like blah blah blah. And then like kids are there and you're like oh shit blah blah, blah. Yeah. and it just kind of like escalated escalated and he knows like the uk there's just something about the uk that's yeah. just like they're just ravenous yeah, man like fuck. and we just played a show like in recent memory like we just played london we played a bowling alley oh, in london yeah. 1200 kids at the show wow and like yeah it was insane like it was one of the craziest shows and like when you walk into a place like that you don't think oh this is going to be the craziest show you've ever played but you get in there there's no barricade kids can do literally anything they want and it's like boom there it is and that's like that right there like going back to the last thing of like why we go nuts yeah that's why so like that venue goes you guys your show it's your rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they put uh, it on us, and we yeah. just let the kids do everything. There was no major injuries. Yeah. That's awesome. Kids went fucking apeshit. They could do whatever the fuck they want. If they want yeah, to come yeah, up yeah. and touch me, they can touch me and whatever. And then when you're you're done with the show, you're just like, there it is. Like, that's why that's we it. do it. Like, that's exactly why we do it. And, it, I mean, that's the thing. It's 1,200 kids. But, like, yeah. I've played shows in front of 120 kids where I'm like, that was the coolest thing yeah, I've ever yeah. done. Fuck yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. And, it, like, that's the thing. I And, again, like... There's been so many good shows that I can't decipher which one is better than the others. In recent memory, that's, like, the sickest one. You know what I mean? (laughs) I hope there's something, like, in Australia. All of our shows are really good in Australia. Yeah. But I want that. You know what I mean? Like, it would be cool. Yeah. Fucking A. Yeah. Well, uh, if you are interested in uh, further listening, both of these bands uh, released uh, wonderful albums in 2016. They are Low Teens and If I'm the Devil Ellipses. Yeah. Um, how, do, do you leave the pause at the end? If I'm the Devil... Yeah, dun, yeah, dun, yeah. Dun. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, that's a very cinematic way of looking at it. I yeah. Like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Punctuation matters, no, people. It does, it yeah. does. Yeah, fucking, yeah, ask us about that. Yeah, yeah. fucking A. Yeah. <laughs> so you can pick that up. Gentlemen, thank you for the wildest ride of my life. Thank this has been so much fun. No Jason, Andy, thank you so much. No I'm David Jan and all my friends. This has been a David James Young Writes production. For more information, visit davidjamesyoung.com.